Welcome to Speak Out, Stand Out by Green Communications, where we're learning how to help our kids become better communicators. We believe our voices are the strongest asset we have, and our mission is to empower the next generation to use their voices to make a difference in the world around them. Whether you are a parent, an educator, or are just invested in today's youth, we hope this podcast will help you build confidence in our future one voice at a time. Welcome back to Speak Out, Stand Out. I'm Elizabeth Green, and today's guest is Laura Haver. Laura is a mom, a play advocate, author, speaker, life coach, and a former pro athlete. A little bit of everything mixed in there. And Laura's goal is to help people experience more fun, fulfillment, and joy in their lives. And she does this in many different ways, but especially um, through her book, she is the author of Play Together, Games and Activities for the Whole Family to Boost Creativity, connection, and mindfulness. So, Laura, thanks so much for being here today. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. So, Laura, why don't we just start by, I just gave you bio, like your, your accomplishments, but how did you get to this point in life where this is your goal of helping families communicate and, and grow closer together while having fun? Well, it's a good question. And, you know, there's a lot of different aspects of it, but the quick, the quicker version, the podcast-friendly version would be... From a young age, I just realized and I got to notice firsthand how kids learn so much faster through play. As you mentioned, I did a lot of athletics. So I actually had my first job teaching tennis to kids in high school. And I was teaching this less these lessons. And we made up this game, ketchup and mustard, where if the kids basically they were they're hitting like three running forehands. If they make it, they all would yell, ketchup. And if they missed it, they all would yell mustard. The kids thought this was like the best game of their life. They begged me to play it. And I was just laughing because all they were doing is hitting running forehands, like the bread and butter of tennis. Of course, I'm giving them tips, you know, on like how to fix their form and this, but they were just loving it. And I'm so thankful for this, for this opportunity. I've learned that from so young because as a coach, working with kids, even working with coaching as adults now that I do, it's like when we can bring the lessons through play, it's just so much more fun. The people learn it quicker. You don't even know you're learning. You're just literally playing. And so you're just getting the results and, and enjoying the process rather than like, oh, I better go work at it. And so the, the this crazy mixture of things that I've been able to do, I just realized like this is what I meant to share with people. And I think as adults, especially, we often underestimate the importance of play and the power that it can have in our lives. And so that's why I'm on this mission to, you know, re, re, reignite people's understanding of the benefits and make it easy and fun. Cause there's all this like to do's and all this work and we don't need any more to do's and we don't need any more work. Sure. Those things are important, but if we can bring play to it, it just can spill over your energy just spills over. As you can see, I get excited and I, <laughs> and I talk about this, but I can just never get tired of talking about it and sharing it with people. So. Right. And who doesn't want to have fun, right? Like if we could add fun to all aspects of our lives, we I'm sure we'd be happier people, better mentally health wise and all of that. And I, but what does this have to do with communications and teaching our kids how to communicate? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Because when you are like, if you think about it, if you're in a difficult situation, what happens to you is you get, you know, you get triggered, you get into your fight or flight mode, and you get into, you know, a freeze fawn, like all the things, but your brain just sort of shuts off. And you you can't think straight. But if you can practice these tools, and you can bring playful practice to it, like this is where the athletic background comes in handy, where you know, when you're an athlete, you don't just show up for a big match being like, all right, good luck to me today. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like you practice, right? Like you practice your serve a million times or you practice, you know, throwing passes or running plays. And so what I love to do and what I do in my book is I create fun games where people can use play in non-threatening times, right? When you're on the practice court, not when you're in the big match. And I call the big match like the meltdowns or these moments, these trying moments. So if we can practice building these skills, in moments of calm or neutrality, then when we get at the big match, we will have the confidence or we'll have these things to fall back on. And they'll be easier because we'll have the muscle memory, let's say, of mindfulness practices, right? Not just in your like actual skills, but in your communication. So like if I notice I'm in a conversation with my kids and I notice I'm getting like, oh, like my heart might start to beat or like I might find my pace of my voice going faster. I say, oh, this is a moment for me to notice. So like you start to notice these things and then I can slow down. I can yeah. take a breath. I can put my hand on my heart. I can say, oh, sorry. I noticed that I'm getting a little bit, you know, agitated or whatever. I just noticed. And, you know, then, cause I was doing this for a long time and I would do these regulation skills. My kids wouldn't necessarily notice. And then a few years back, I was like, I should start telling them like they're getting bigger. My <laughs> kids are now eight and 11. And I was like, I should start telling them. So they know what I'm doing because they know that I can maintain a, you know, a fairly calm per like perspective on a normal basis. They know that. So I'm like, I got to start teaching them. And so I got really fascinated. How can I make these fun? How can I make it like, not like, oh, mom telling me I have to breathe again. So that's <laughs> why I created all of these different games in my book. I have a whole topic of mindfulness games where like, literally you're just doing something fun. And then later you can be like, oh, remember that? Remember that rainbow breathing? Maybe you should pull that out right now. It's like they can give these little hints or then you don't even have to tell them. You can just say, hey, any tools you got? What might work? You know, you give them these little nudges because that's as a coach, you just want to have them being generating the ideas rather than you telling them. People are even adults. Nobody wants to be told what to do. We'd rather be like asked. That's absolutely true. And it, it's so funny that you said that because I have been I've interviewed so many amazing guests already on this podcast and I've learned a lot about mindfulness and uh, reducing your, you know, uh, whenever you're getting worked up. I don't, I don't know all the right words for it, but um, I was teaching my son the other day something that somebody had showed us about breathing. And in the process, um, last night, he was upset about something. And I said, remember what we did the other day? And he wanted nothing to do with it. Like, you know, because it was me just telling him, do the breathing exercise. So bringing play into it, I can imagine would make it a lot more fun. And I think as adults too, we forget how to play. So one of the things that I really appealed to me about your book is that like, it's hard for me to go back and think of like, well, let's play this game or let's play that, you know, because I'm just so far removed from it as an adult in the day to day. Yeah. And I hear that from so many people. So, you know, for you, Elizabeth, and for anyone listening who relates, it's totally normal. And that's just what's happening. And that's okay. So if you feel like that, that's all right. And just noticing like, oh, maybe that's an invitation. Like that's how I define play as an invitation to do something 
for yourself, just for the joy of it, for the pure joy. And play is a pathway to living a vibrant and fulfilling life. So maybe it's like, maybe it's just like, oh, what could I do? And for anyone listening, I do have a playlist planner activity that helps you get back in touch with things you loved because sometimes you're like, I don't even know anymore. Or either you don't know, or if you do know, then you're like, I don't have any time. So how am I going to do it? So it addresses both of those things to help walk it through. And that's what I love working with my clients one-on-one with. It's like even people who study play and they teach it to kids, you know, it's one thing to know it and then actually doing it. So, you know, making sure that you just do it. And that's why this is, I love having my book, even having it as an actual book now for me, because we can just flip through it and be like, oh, here's what we want to play. Or how about this game? And you can just play with things you already have around your house. So. You give us give us some examples of some of the books that or some of the some of the activities and games that you have in there that directly help build us build our communication um, skills in our kids while we're playing. Well, basically, in my opinion, this is going to sound funny, but every game is going to improve your communication skills because when you're playing, you have to say, "Hey, what about this?" and "What about that?" and there's that dance, right? There's that. I want to play this way. Like I'm sure everyone remembers a time when like their kids are like, oh, I want to play like this. And the other kid's like, no, that rule is silly. And they just kind of go back and forth. But right there, even in setting up the game, that is where you have these opportunities to learn. What are they saying? How can I understand what they want? How can I adjust? How far am I willing to adjust? When I talk like this, what do they do? How might I adjust? And these are all things that kids... And adults are thinking in the background. And that's why one of my side note, recess, when recess at school are too short, kids don't have time to even formulate a game because by the time they work out the rules of their game, then like the break is over. So that's why another reason I'm always advocating for like at least a little longer recess periods. But um, in a specific game, which is I'm sure what you are actually asking me, um, let me think of one that would be good for the communication. Well, one of the games is called Coffee Shop. Basically, this is a good one for for parents if you're kind of tired or you just want to chill, right? It could be the morning, you woke up, it's the weekend. Let's say you have a like the, the rare lazy Sunday morning where you could just sit around in your pajamas and you can either use your own real coffee or you can get those puff balls, those colored puff balls. We actually have some in like browns and grays and like colors of coffee. And you can pretend this is, you know, it airs in the beginning, it airs for the little kids, but it can also build up to the older kids and you can pour each other coffees and then they can practice like checking you out. You can practice having conversation skills, like what would you say? And then you have these opportunities to sit back and talk about things and you can listen, right? Practice listening to what they say and they listen to what you say and you can ask very specific questions. And in each of the games, I actually include a conversation starters at the end of every game. So there's things to think about or there's opportunities for you to get them thinking and to teach them, you know, the value of listening. Because what I hear and what I see in a lot of the research is so many kids are used to the the screen and, and this like getting distracted, but teaching kids how to look at each other in the eye like we're doing right now over Zoom, right, which we still can do to an extent. But it's just modeling these basic communication skills and doing it in like in an environment of of peace and love where it's like, okay, even if they say something like, oh, well, how would that land? You just get really curious and keep asking a lot of questions. I think that's so important to remember, even, you know, I imagine myself in the morning, like sitting and drinking my coffee. And I, the last thing I really want to do is communicate until I've had that caffeine in, you know, inside me. But most of the time, you know, we're moving from one thing to the next. So when we are having conversations with our kids, 
they're we're half listening, you know, to sometimes not even half listening to what they're talking about. And so just being to like, just sit there, but with the intention of having a conversation and listening to them, it's, it's sad that we have to think about doing that because we're so busy in our lives. But if we don't think about doing it, we just don't do it, you know? Yeah. And, and I was just writing an article about that last night is about the pull to be reactive to whatever's going on is so strong around us, right? Like each day I wake up and I set an intention for the day. Yesterday, my intention was being intentional. Like I was like, today I'm going to be really intentional. Like I just launched the book. The kids have just started school. There's a lot of action. And I've said, I know that the pull is strong to just be like, ah, for those of you, you know, I'm just like running around overwhelmed from thing to thing. Did I get that email from the school? Did I do that? Oh, I need to go get groceries. Oh, I forgot. I got to pick up the soccer jerseys. Like, so if it's like ah, taking that moment, taking the breath, like what's important to me? How can I center myself and feel confident that I'm accomplishing what it is that I want, that I'm doing so in a peaceful way? And it's just, that's one of my favorite parts about coaching women, especially moms, is once we get clear on the things that are important, it's so much easier to have a peaceful life and a fulfilling life. Because you know, I am doing the things that are important to me, not just the things that are coming at me the most, you know, or the loudest or the fat, you know, the most often or whatever. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, give me an example. I, I know that it, we spend a lot of time in the car. I know a lot of families do, whether you're taking your kids to practice or school or whatever, traveling. What are some things that are games that we can play in the car with our kids that we're not just having a conversation, but we're really engaging some fun into it? Well, that's a good, that's funny because I was literally just thinking of this game popped to my mind. I was thinking the car. So we are in tune here, but <laughs> the game that we've been loving in the car lately is called Mind Meld. And so how this game works is you're going to say like one, two, three, you're going to pick two people to start. Normally we play it with three, at least three people. I suppose, I suppose you could play it with two if you had to, but we usually play with three because I have the three of us are in the car together a lot. Right. And so we would say like one, two, three. And then we would both say a word, one word, anything that comes to our mind. The goal is to have both people say the same word at the same time. Now, you might be thinking, what? That's going to take forever. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it does. And sometimes it's surprisingly fast. And it is so fun and funny. And when you get it, you all yell, mind meld. And then you laugh. And so basically, you try to think of like, what is the category that relates? So like, if you said, I don't know, what would you say? What, What word would you say? Rabbit. Rabbit. So if you said rabbit, and I said like, book rabbit in a book so then we'd be like in our brains we'd be like the next two people would go right so then it would be like you and peter would go and then you know making up this fictional peter character and so then you know peter would be like what does this have in common you know and my mind would go to like you know that book series like peter rabbit but then that's two words so then i'm trying to think of it so it's just this really fun creative game to get your brain thinking and it also is connecting you guys in a way because you're trying to like find the common line of what the category is and you just go around in circles and you laugh and then sometimes they say the same word and then sometimes they say two words and you just we just laugh and laugh at this game it's one of our it's one of our current favorites that we're playing all the time that's funny and whenever like peter is what came to my mind whenever you started saying rabbit book and i don't know if it's because you said peter is the fictional character in the conversation that triggered it but that's what came to mind i was like peter rabbit so we would have come to that a lot quicker than you so i would have ever thought 
it's, it's just interesting. And then you're like, why do we think Peter? Oh, because that's how they're connected in our brain to Peter Rabbit and Rabbit and Book. And it connects to those. And it's like, so then you can start talking about like brain science or whatever, you know, like maybe you don't, maybe not everyone's going to go to brain science, but you know, like whatever it comes up and then you have these shared moments and then you laugh and be like, remember that one time? And I was like, you should have said car and you said truck. And, you know, like we still will call out old game versions and, and just, you know, they're just like silly things that make you laugh and lighten the mood, you know, especially when you're driving and you're going to this and you're going to that. It's like, okay, rather than feeling rushed or feeling like this is wasted time, how can we connect? Like some of our best conversations happen in the car. Absolutely. I remember reading articles about having tough conversations in the car is always a good time too to talk to your kids or teens. And it's something about because they can't actually look at you and you can't really look at them that you feel a little bit more vulnerable and right more ready to open up. So I think yeah. that car conversations, whether they're, you know, having the tough conversations or just having fun yeah. are, are so, so important. Yeah. Another cool tip for that, for, for older kids, for teenagers is writing in a journal. So like, let's say you have a, like a daughter or a son, you can write something to them in the journal, leave it on there in their room. They can look at it. They can respond or not respond. And sometimes they feel a little more open to communicating when it's, they can say it there and give some space for the reaction period. And, you know, so there's another option. Yeah. Yeah. We've tried that before too. That's, that's yeah. another good one. And yeah. as long as we can just get them to communicate, right? So, well, yeah. how do you talk about like using play to teach kids valuable life skills, right? Yeah. So what is that? What does that look like whenever we're, what, what skills are we teaching? You, you talked about how we learn better in play, but what skills mm-hmm. are we teaching? Well, like we said, we're teaching communication skills, right? How to go back and forth, how to actively listen to what the other people want and what you're doing. Um, You know, in some of the games, like if you're playing these mindfulness games, you're teaching these skills of, you know, like one of the games is called three, two, one freeze. And you just stop, you know, someone could be it and you can play it like walking, you could play it dancing, you could, you know, however you want to play it, you could just play it basic and you just say, what five senses do you see? So that you notice you stop and then you name five things so that you're getting present. So whatever it is that you're doing, it can really teach a wide range of skills depending on the activity that is chosen. But, and, and, you know, in the research, the number one factor for having the well-being, the best is good relationships. So that's why I love the topic of your podcast on communication and teaching these skills to kids, because if we can communicate well, we can connect better with other people. And even if we mess up, which, you know, if we're going to mess up sometimes, then we can say, oh, I'm sorry, I did this. And we can model that and then they can learn that. And, you know, we're never, no one's going to be perfect. But if, if, especially when we bring it through the lens of play, it's like, oh, well, let's just try again. It's not like some terrible thing. It's like, oh, I messed that one up. I got to go up, step back up to the plate and hit another pitch or something, you know. I don't know. Yeah. We're getting all the sports ones. All the sports <laughs> analogies are coming in since we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure that resonates with many, many moms listening that yeah. spend a lot of time at sports activities. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, my, I am like feeling more energetic just by talking to you. I feel like, I, and I keep thinking your kids have to be like the coolest mom. And I'm sure they don't always all think that because they never think that about us. But like to have a mom that is so focused on enjoying life, and having fun while communicating and connecting and teaching your kids. What do you say to the mom that's like, I just don't think I have the energy to do that. 
I know. I would say, I understand. I know I felt like that. Like it's totally normal and natural. And this is where I look to the research. And this is where I'm so thankful that I did all, all that, you know, looking at what it says. And I think we're just, our mind tells us that these things will make us happier and make us feel better, but they're just wrong. So we follow our inclinations. We're just, you're just doing the best you can. And you want what's best for yourself and you especially want what's best for your kids. And the thing is, and that's why I'm on such a mission to spread this message is when you play, it might seem like more work at first or more energy, but it actually creates a huge amount of excess energy and it doesn't need to be a lot of time. You know, for example, um, because I do this, I have to hold myself accountable and try new things. Right. And so I'm like, okay, what would I, what can I do for something for myself? So I started this improv class and I, and so not everyone loves it. Trust me. I had to ask over a hundred women to get 10 women to agree to take this class. Right? <laughs> so we got our 10 women and we're meeting once a week. The most fun I've ever had. You seriously laugh and laugh and laugh. Like you, like adults don't usually sit and laugh together for two hours, right. but this is what I'm talking about. So if anyone's thinking about it, do it. Sign up for improv, reach out to me, DM me if you want, you know, I can help you find somewhere, wherever you live. And, um, but some of the women in there were like this one week, one class a week made my whole life better. Like, honestly, like the energy that they bring, they wake up, they're excited, they're thinking about it. And so whether or not improv is your thing, your thing could be like gardening. It could be, you know, that this is the thing. People often will ask me, well, what should we do? And I said, oh gosh, anything like listen to those little polls on your heart. Like, what is it? What is your heart saying? Or like when you see your friends or even when you're like looking online and like, what are people doing that you're like, Ooh, that looks fun. Or what are you looking at? And you're like, Ooh, how are they doing that? That could also be a clue that you want to do that, that you're like, how come they get to do that? But you might want to. And so again, like come reach out to me. I have the playlist planner that walks you through reconnecting with what's brought you joy over your life. And once you start to do it, cause that was me before, before, um, after I had my two kids, I was the stay-at-home mom and I was exhausted. I was tired. I love my kids. I always wanted to have kids, but I was like, this is like, how come none of the parents I ever taught tennis to like their kids? No one ever seemed like they were having such a hard time. And then I stumbled back upon uh, beach tennis, which I used to be a pro beach tennis player. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And I started training and I started competing and I went back on the tour and that you would think that like training immensely for like a, a sand, like we were running around the sand, that would make you more tired, right? Yeah. No, it brought me so much more energy. So look for your beach tennis or look for something in your own life. And I promise you, your energy will spill over and you'll, you'll be, everything will be easier. I, it is. It, it's so true. And I'm sitting here thinking like, what is my thing? What is my thing? Yeah. And trying to figure that out, I'm definitely going to be grabbing your download. But I yeah. think, you know, I think so many moms face that if we're asked, what are your hobbies? <laughs> right? Like everybody's like, what are you hobbies? I have time for hobbies. <laughs> you have to make time. You have to make some time to have fun in your life. And if you're having fun, like you said, then it, it's going to spill around you too. So yeah, I love it. Five minutes a day. Like if you just take, everyone could have five minutes a day. If you just sit down, let's say like, obviously I'm a writer. I'm a big fan of journaling. The research on that, I could go on for like a whole episode, but I won't, but you can journal, you could draw, you could think, you could walk and think about it. Like what is calling to you? And if you slow down, even for five minutes a day, ideas will start to pop up. And it might not be the perfect thing first. You might have to go through a couple of pieces, but 
you know, it's fun to play around with it and be like kind of your own little adventure. Okay. What's the next chapter that you can write? Like, I didn't think I was going to go back on the pro tour. And when I had little kids, I didn't think that was going to happen. And then it did. And then I was like, then the tour, like then it was COVID. So I was like, well, I, I'm not going to go traveling and do all this. So then I was like, well, I need to, what's going to bring me joy. And I got back into like writing and research. And so you know, and I did that at home during a pandemic while working and homeschooling my kids. So like I'm saying that because it's possible, you know. Yeah, it, we just have to prioritize ourselves sometimes, which is really hard to do, but yeah. it, but so necessary. Yeah. Well, Laura, like I said, I've really enjoyed this conversation. You are infectious with your energy and I know other people are going to want to learn more about you and connect with you. Um, we'll, of course, include the links for everything in the show notes, but just tell us a little bit more about what you offer. Um, we got the download of the book um, and you said you do coaching as well, right? Yep. Yep. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I also have a, a really fun, short online course from shutdown to showing up. So if anyone is like, I'm feeling like ah, I put together my best practices in this like little compact, like goodness package. Cause I know that everyone doesn't, we don't have a lot of time, right? So there's these small little things that you can listen to and be part of a greater community to work on that. So, you know, feel free to check that out. I also have a community author mom. So if anyone thinks that writing is their passion, that's just a free community. We meet once a month virtually. So come join us. It's super fun. The first Monday of the month, normally, unless it's a holiday, like it was this month. And yeah, so many things. You can check out my website, laurahaver.com and connect with me on Instagram. I'm, I love making videos and posting things and just sharing fun ways to, to learn and connect and to be our fullest selves. Yeah, love it. Well, we'll link to everything below. I know people are going to want to check it out. Thank you again for your time and for sharing, you know, your ideas, your thoughts um, and love the book. We can get that on Amazon, I'm assuming. Yeah, you can get on Amazon and everywhere. Everywhere. Like stores, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Keep me posted. I want to know. I want to know what you guys do. Like if you try doing something fun for yourself, you know, everyone reach out. I love to hear the stories. And we also, the boys and I love to hear how people make the games their own and the new versions, they spin off versions. So we really enjoy that. So please let me know. I would love to hear from you. Yes. I'm already planning on playing mind meld tomorrow morning in the car <laughs> with the kids. So <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, Laura. We really appreciate your time. Yep. All right. Thank you. Bye everybody. And play on. If you are looking for more ways to build communication skills in your kids, grab our free mini lesson on how to craft a polished and professional speech out of thin air, along with 52 fun prompts so your kids can practice every single week. You can find that along with info about our upcoming public speaking and debate courses for kids at greencommunicationsedu.com.